Super Talk Mississippi media production. Specializing in Ford, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Rams. CorinthAutoGroup.com and FordOfCorinth.com, where cars and happy drivers meet. Visit us now in person or online with the experience you deserve. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you know, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer or even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we're catching back up with one of our favorite good things guests. He's in endurance cyclist ed abdella he's from meridian and he's fixing to bike around mississippi after the fourth of july and he's here to tell us a little bit more welcome back ed hey how are you rebecca thanks so much for having me on i think you are still our only endurance endurance cyclist we've ever had on the show because you people are crazy well, that's what they say anyway. <laughs> for the best reason possible. For the best reason possible. Okay. Bike Around Mississippi, you are putting your passion for bike riding, and that's like a traditional bike out on the street or a road bike, um, up up for a good cause. So what is behind the Bike Around, bike around Mississippi mission? Well, we're this, this is uh, – I'm trying to raise money for uh, one of the most iconic homes in Mississippi – here in Meridian, Mississippi, it, it's uh, known as Mary Hope, and it was the only home left standing uh, during the Civil War when Sherman uh, made his uh, march to the sea, and uh, it's a most magnificent home. When I moved here from Connecticut uh, and went and took my first tour uh, through it, I was just breath- it's breathtaking, and uh, I was taken aback by it, and uh I guess about six, seven months ago, I linked up with their board and told them that I was uh, planning a, a training ride uh, of uh, approximately 1,200 miles that would take me clear around Mississippi, and that I'd like to uh, do it and, and honor Mary Hope and try to raise $25,000 for them if we could. And they uh, were gracious enough to support me. And we have uh, some of the most mo- most magnificent sponsors. Uh, Pain Management Center under Dr. Pasha, of course, is one of our sponsors. Um, BMG, uh, which is Benefit Management Group. Uh, WTLK, Hotel, Restaurant, and Supply. Woodstock Furniture. Magnolia State Cycle, of course. And Chris Bullock, who's running for supervisor, all got on board and supported this uh, this race and uh i needed um uh, a crew and uh we got together with uh, the very crew that will uh be with me next year as i attempt the race across america the so-called ram and um so i have uh clint blackwell as our crew chief 
and Mechanic and um, uh, Kevin Brooker and Chris Perry and Kathy Parrish. And uh, WTOK is going to send Tim Irvin for a few days uh, to uh, embed us. And we'll, uh, we start, we start uh, at 4 o'clock on July 4th. And I'll leave from Mary Hope um, here in Meridian. And we will go, tr- we will travel to Columbus, Corinth, South Haven, Greenville, Vicksburg, the magnificent city of Natchez, Gulfport and Biloxi. Waynesboro, and then back to Mississippi. Uh, I'm sorry, back to Meridian, and it should take me just a little over four days. We're uh, estimating about 320 miles a day. So, and that's going to end up being right at 11 or 1,161 miles. Is that is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, it's uh, he's got it slated at 1,167 miles. Ah, uh-huh, 67. So. I think you could go three more and make it like an even 1170. What do you think, Ed? <laughs> We should. We should. <laughs> That's just the way my brain works. Oh, I know. I, look, I'm the same way. I've been telling people that it's approximately 1,200 miles because I just can't wrap my head around 1167. But Clint uh, Blackwell has been on previous, uh, uh, you know, previous rides with me as a uh, as a crew chief and a driver and a mechan- and the chief mechanic, and uh, he's the owner uh, of Magnolia State Cycle and. He's been with me every step of the way uh, for the Natchez Trace 444, for the 24-hour challenge that we did last year to raise money for um, West Lauderdale Band. And so, you know, he, he's real, you know, real retentive when it comes to, okay, this is exactly what we're going to do. And, you know, you have to stay on the bike, for the, you know, for this many hours before you get your first break. And you have to eat this many calories a day. And, Ooh, you know, I'm curious, Ed. How many calories a day do you have to eat to bike? Oh. Almost twelve hundred miles in in three or four days. You have to every day eat approximately uh, because Mississippi is relatively flat and there's not a whole lot of elevation. Um, I think we slated approximately twenty seven thousand feet of climbing um, when I'm done. I'll have to eat approximately so about eight thousand calories a day. Wow. That's right up there with Olympic level for um, swimmers who are competing in the Olympics during their height of of competition and training and sort of all of that. They're usually between the eight to 10,000 calories a day. What what will you have on the road with you? Uh, Will it be just I'm sure it's a lot of quick, easy things. But do you have like a snack that you'll carry on the bike that just brings you joy, but also gives you that nourishment you need? Yeah, so I have a crew of uh, four, and we'll have two vehicles um, that will uh, be with me the entire way. Uh, they'll do what's called leapfrogging. Uh, in the main vehicle will be uh, the foodie, they call it, the foodie vehicle. But um, we're going to have, we're going to try a, a variety of things. Um, like I said, this is a big, this is a, a huge race to try and um uh, see what you know. What four days on the bike is like for the for the uh, the next coming race, which will be in the summer of 2024. And so we're going to try um, uh, a solid diet at first, and um, that'll consist of uh, you know I I enjoy turkey sandwiches, so they're going to you know do a lot of turkey and cheese sandwiches, um, and we'll eat one of those probably every hour. Um, you know, for the hot meals, uh, they like the, uh, you know, the, the, the fatty foods. So we'll try, you know, I enjoy eating like McDonald's, uh, quarter pounders. I never, ever have them. 
But well, I think just, you've earned them. And I will say, too, a lot of endurance runners will pack uh, baby potatoes, boiled potatoes in their in their backpacks and things because they're the perfect sort of ratio of carbohydrates as well as some of the um, electrolytes that you need that you can sort of eat. And they'll eat them, like stuff them in their mouth while they're running. Just, you know, you may, you know, when you get desperate and you get hungry, you'll eat just about anything. And so they, right. they sometimes choose their little, their little potatoes um, for that. But I think that's really cool and interesting how you're going to fuel yourself, but then also how this sort of team works. How long has your team and you been preparing? Because for someone listening, you didn't just wake up and say, I want to go bike 1,200 miles, you know, in four days. You have slowly but surely been, you know, inching closer and closer to longer races or, or getting longer and longer races, should I say, over how long? How long have you would say you've been endurance bike riding? Well, I've been bike riding since I was 14, but the the, the endurance stuff uh, it has been just with, with the crew that's with me now. Um, we've been together for six years. And like I said, our, our ultimate goal is to do the RAM, which is uh, the race across America. You know, and that, that consists of 3,071 miles, and you have 12 days to do it. But I, you know, like we talked last time, I eat sleep and breathe that race almost every day i'm thinking about it so we we've been in constant um you know meetings talking about okay this is what we're going to do so when uh we had to put together a race like this to see just how i you know how how i would be after two and three days on the bike or, or even four you know this bike around mississippi came up and and i got with the board at mary hope and said look i'm going to do this regardless but I sure would like to raise some money for Mary Hope. It's a treasure that we have. And um, while we're doing the bike around Mississippi, um, uh, Donna Huff Owens and some of the other gals, uh, Kim Waters and, and, and Aubrey Flory, have got together with some of the other uh, majestic places that we have here and have gotten with their, uh, um, their board members and said, look, we got this guy that's riding around Mississippi, and, you know, it would be nice if, you know, we can give you a target time uh, within an hour or so, and maybe you should, you know, he can stop and, and visit and talk a little bit. So we're, we're going to try and do that and bring up other, you know, other, uh, you know, other majestic homes that we have here and, and, and sites that we have here in Mississippi because we want to preserve this. And, um, you know, I... Uh, and I'm sure you've seen it as well. It's been all over the news, but we we lost one of the most iconic buildings um, that was really huge during the civil rights movement, and it's it's known as the Young's Hotel. And um, it was you know devastating to see that building come down. But we don't need another one to come down, and you're trying to stop that, Ed. And we're going to get to that and more about your bike ride coming up next. Beat, positive, and stories that make you smile. 
This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Good things. Don't forget you can watch us when you're on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. We're continuing our conversation with endurance cyclist Ed Abdella. He is getting gearing up for Bike Around Mississippi, which will kick off at 4 p.m. on July the 4th through July the 9th, hitting up many stops here in Mississippi. His goal is to bike 1,167 miles, and it's all in hopes to raise funds to um, save Mary Hope there in Meridian, but then also get in a practice run for your or bike around or bike is it bike across america that's the that's the race that's the name of the race right ed yes ma'am it's called the ram race, the ra- around, race. race across yeah race across awesome. america how often do they have the ram every year they started it in 1982 and it's been going on every year in fact it's a week away it starts on june uh well it, it starts father's day weekend when the soloists leave so why did you choose 2024 as your year because it's a, it, it's an extremely expensive race, and uh, you have to have a lot of sponsorship for this particular race, and and the training that I had to put in, um, I, I just simply wasn't ready uh, when I That's first. Fair. Yeah. So Derek in Greenwood, Ed, asked us on our Seaspire text line. He said, "How old is this fella?" It's inspiring for me as forty something. So if you don't mind us asking, Ed, how old are you? Not at all. So um, I'm 58. I'll turn 59 on September 7th of this year. And uh, when I do the RAM, I actually will age up to 60 uh, because my birthday is September and the race starts in June. So they'll age me up if my birthday is before uh, December 31st of that year. So I'll be actually riding as a 60-year-old, which is, um, you know, even more daunting because there's very, very few 60-year-olds and up that's ever completed the RAM. But this bike around Mississippi is, uh, you know, for anybody out there that's saying, well, I, could, I, I don't even drive that many miles, you can do it, you know. And, but don't and start I, out with it out the gate. Get a plan together and start, like, with smaller miles and sort of work your way up. Let me throw, For safety precautions, let me throw that out, Ed, because you've been working at this for years. You're also going to be making stops, so I want folks to be able to know where do they get in touch with you, Ed, if they want to be able to maybe time when to see you or meet you or wherever you may be along along the way. Where is that out? Where is that? Well, where we, will that be listed at? Yeah, we have it on Kamut. And um, Clint also has it on, when we start the race, uh, he'll actually have it on Facebook, um, and people will be able to follow me that way. There's a bunch of different ways, and I really wish Clint was here talking about the technological part of it, because I am I am not technologically advanced. Uh, I am a school teacher and should know everything about this. <laughs> At the time, I have to get my ch- my uh, my uh, students to uh, do certain things for me while I'm in the classroom. Um, so, uh, but yes, they they you know they a lot of the guys that I ride with and um, will follow me on what's called Strava, which is a biking app, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be on that as well. But there's a 
bunch of different ways, and they'll know, they'll be able to track me. And I encourage any bike uh, group that and bike club that's out there. Uh, when we get close to your area, I sure could use uh, some company. Um, we will have two vehicles that will be uh, protecting us the entire time um, with with big flashing lights. You know, so you'll know we're coming, uh, and you'll know when we're in your town. You know, so I, I really would like that. But um, when we start on the 4th, I'll have a number of uh, riders from my club and my cycling uh, team that'll be with us. Um, and they're going to ride about 12 miles with me. And then they'll go back to Mary Hope and I'll be on my way. So, Which this is all for. I know it's a training run for you, Ed. You would do this regardless. But this is all to support Mary Hope. How, and you mentioned you, you met the you met the building. I guess first introduced to the building. I'm not sure how, to, how that relationship should be stated. Um, but what was it about the about the building or the structure that really has just left an impression on you? It's just uh, the women of Meridian, way back in 1967, it was, uh, from what I understand, and I hope I'm right with the date, I could be off a couple of years, but in the 60s, it was cut up into a few apartments, and um, in fact, Hewitt Clark, the great author, uh, who wrote many books on Mississippi and Mississippi lore, actually lived there when he was a child. And his greatest story was him and his sister were cooking something on the stove and set the back porch on fire. Uh, but anyways, long story short, when, when the um, occupants had left, uh, there was some women um, of Meridian that got together and said, we need to go and, and make this into a museum. And it's been that way ever since. We have one of the most incredible um, Christmas uh, uh, um, little decorations going on in Mary Hope called Crees, the uh, Trees of Christmas, or the tr- uh, Christmas Trees of Mary Hope. And every room is decked out, and, and the community comes together like I'm part of the Veterans of Foreign Wars, and we put a tree together and uh, had one of the rooms dedicated just to the soldiers that had fought in um, in, in wars, uh, past wars. And it's incredible. You know, yet uh, school children will go up there and put their trees together, and it's absolutely gorgeous. But it's open all year round, and, and we give tours. Um, it's not in disarray. Uh, we, we have a lot of people that support it, but they always, always, always can use uh, more help. We're we're in need of a new roof right now, and and so that's really what I'm hoping to achieve. I'm hoping to, like I said, raise twenty five thousand dollars, and you know, to go towards the roof and some other things, maybe you know, some painting and stuff like that. But you know, it's real simple. I mean, I don't I don't have a, I can't come up with twenty five grand. But you know, there's an app that I just learned a little icon. I forgot what they call that little thing that you can hook. You know take a picture of it with your phone or wave your phone over it and it goes right to the site and you can donate 10 or 20 or, or $30. And I'm like, man, I can do that. That's really, really simple. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's really all we're looking for, for the people, you know, for the people around Mississippi to do something like that. You know, I'm not asking anybody to say, hey, you know, I'll give you 25 grand. I'm looking for people to give me $10. Well, don't and, shoot them down, Ed, if they're listening. You know, you never know who may just take care of that roof for you uh, today. <laughs> I mean, it's a Friday. People are excited about it summer, maybe feeling a little generous. <laughs> give them the open be, door. 
I do like that. What, what do they call that app, Rebecca? Do you know what it is, that little icon? What is it's that? It's the QR code, but most, mo- most smartphones, if you just open up your camera, will actually, and you place your camera and it sees a QR code, it will bring up the website automatically. Um, so most, most smartphones, we just need to know where to go to get the QR code. Right. Well, we have them. Um, you obviously have it at, mm-hmm. at the station, but um, it'll be on, on Facebook. It's, uh, we have uh, our own Facebook page for Mary Hope. And then, of course, Magnolia State Cycle has it, uh, the QR code there as well. But you can go right online to www.maryhope. And Mary Hope is spelled M-E-R-R-E-H-O-P-E. Um, so, uh, but they can go to, uh, you know, www.maryhope.com and, uh, you know, they can do it that way and get the QR code or they could just, you know, mail in the check if they want to. There's a PO box, uh, on our website. But I'll make sure that we put the address to the website in our good things, Facebook group and make it easy for folks to be able to find it, uh, find it that way. I'll do that, um, after the break. So that people can go and look for it there and they'll know exactly where to get it and also how to stay in touch with you. I think this is super cool. So what will your training be like over the next couple of weeks? Are you gearing down to gear back up or you still got some really long rides ahead of you before July 4th? Where are you at in your training right now? I've still got some long rides. I just got back from uh, North Carolina um, doing a, uh, a number of, of uh, hill climbs and uh, the biggest thing was um, challenge for me was the switchbacks you know here in mississippi we don't have any of them so i went to north carolina um to train on the switchbacks not so much going up but but coming down that that's um, they keep talking about that and all the books that i read is when you get to the switchbacks of the colorado mountains you're in you know if you've never ridden them you're in trouble and so i did that and um but no I, i'm not going to slow down any I, I put in about 300 miles a week uh, 250 to 300 miles a week in the summer, and I'll continue to do that. And um, the week of uh, July 4th, I'll probably do a couple of little light rides with some friends, and then take uh, take two days off. You know. Well, Ed, we'll be rooting for you. You'll have to remind us closer to the 4th of July. We'll get you back just to sort of keep up with you over those three days. How about that? I appreciate it. Or four so days, much. or really it, yeah, three or four days. What would be really neat. You let um, what we've been doing with the messaging and stuff, and you let me know when we can call you, and I will have Clint call you while we're on the road, and uh, he'll actually hand me the phone while I'm riding, and I can I can chat with you then. That'll be awesome. We look forward to it, Ed. You stay safe and keep healthy, and best of luck. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Rebecca. Thank all righty, you. you guys stick with us. It's Friday. We got Tanya with movies coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. this 
one already out in theaters? Has it been out in theaters for a couple weeks? Yes and no. So it must be Spider-Man. You were you were bodding your head, Tanya. So I guess I know you knew it's it. pretty good. I actually didn't know, but I like the music. I was like, "Well, it's not Mario, <laughs> brother." Well, it's the Spider-Man 2099, aka Miguel. It's his theme. Ah, okay. Still doing good, Tanya. In the yes, theater. did it, it do well? It's opening. Yes, it did like 120 million, something crazy. So just like a little change. Yeah, I thought it would be like. You know, pretty close to Little Mermaid, just because I thought Little Mermaid has a wider net to cast, but Little Mermaid still did great its second week. It was $41 million. Yeah, but with, I guess, with Spider-Man, you've now got little boys and little girls, and then parents, both mom and dad, yeah. and then that kind of, you know, with the Little Mermaid, it's mostly... It's your it's your girl it's your mom and daughter date yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess I was thinking Little Mermaid is going to get multi generations, but like you said, Spider Man will too. So, or obviously has. And the thing about Spider Man is it's getting repeat business. You know, like my kids saw it separately from me. And now we're at home talking about it, and it's like, okay, when are we all going to see it again again. together? But didn't you mention that the special or the um, animation and all was worth seeing in the big screen? So it's one of those. It's kind of like Top Gun. People wanted to go back one more time, yeah, just to get the in studio experience. Yeah, and there's just so much that I feel like, even though I watched it, I missed a lot. So I want to go back and and pick up what I missed Um, because I'm reading, you know, other like reviews about it and just different opinions out there talking to people and it's like oh wait, i don't remember that you know so it's like i want to definitely check it out again so if you're not going to see that is there any other options yes there's another big one i mean june is like it, not only is it the month for weddings but it's the month for <laughs> yeah. movies uh this weekend we've got transformers rise of the beasts so if you're a Transformers fan, I'm sure gonna, you yeah. know more than I will ever know about it. But um, this is actually like the seventh in the Transformers live action um, series. It is a direct sequel to Bumblebee that came out a few years ago. Um, and this one picks up. It takes place in the 90s, kind of the, the early 90s. And it's based on the Beast Wars Um series in the Transformers world. Now, I have always watched these movies and enjoyed them. I'm a huge Optimus Prime fan. I just think he's so cool. Um, But, you know, these movies, it's like, um, I guess going back quite some time, I have a niece who's about 30, and she was a diehard Transformers fan and still is. And so most of my knowledge comes through her. So, you know, she she thinks that each movie is getting better and better. And me, just as a, I guess, a casual Transformers fan, agree. And I think this one's a lot of fun. We get to see the origin of the Transformers we know, um, their ancestry, kind of where it all started. Um, and then this one, there's a transwarp key and um, it opens portals through space and time and everybody the uh, you know the the good transformers the bad transformers human they're all trying to get it to either you know well really all of them are trying to just save their species um but anthony ramos is the the human in this movie his uh he plays a character named noah who um 
is out of the military, can't find a job, and to get some money, decides to steal a car, and he accidentally steals a transformer. That would be and my so, luck. That would just be right up my yeah. what it would happen to me. Yeah, but that's kind of how you know he gets involved. Um, and it is a two-hour and seven-minute movie, so a long one. It seems like all of these big movies lately are we're getting back to that two-hour ticker, you know, which used to be kind of the norm, and then they got short, and now they're going back. Um, but anyway, I just love him. He first came to my attention from Hamilton. He was one of the original cast members of, of Hamilton on Broadway. Uh, he's also did In the Heights on Broadway and the movie. So, and you'll recognize him. He's done some television commercials and just all around well-rounded talent. So you've got him and then you've got, you know, your normal Transformers. The cool thing about this, like uh, the beasts or whatever they're called, um, you know, a lot of these Transformers look like, you know, apes and and more, um, you know, creature like, not so much robot looking. I mean, they're robot looking, but robot animals, if that makes sense. Is it family friendly? Um, yeah, it is PG thirteen for a little bit of language and violence. So you know, just I would think is it if really they can PG thirteen. Yeah, I think so. Is there some naked transformers in there? <laughs> uh, but I think if your kid, of course, I was about to say if they can handle like the Marvel kind of PG thirteen, it's fine. But no two Marvel movies are the same. True. So um, I think you just have to to base it on your kid. Um, but in addition to Noah, I mean Anthony, we've got um, his co-stars Dominique Fishback plays Elena, who uh, works for a museum, and her relationship with that museum and history kind of gets her involved in trying to find this key. Um, and then you've got the voices of Ron Perlman, Michelle Yeoh, who is having an awesome year, uh, and Pete Davidson is actually in it. His voice is. So a great cast. Um, and, you know, it's definitely something to go see this weekend um, if you're looking, especially if you're a Transformers, Transformers fan, fan. But even if you're like me, kind of a casual fan, enjoy the special effects are awesome. Um, is it the best movie? I would say no, but it's fun. Yeah. And it's a perfect summer movie, popcorn movie. Is that the only new one, big new release? This yeah, week? that's really the only big one. It's funny. There was a, an animated movie with the voices of Will Ferrell and somebody else, Scrappy or something like that, that was supposed to come out this weekend, and they've pushed it to August. So I don't know if they thought they couldn't compete with Transformers or were on the heels of another um, animated movie being released, uh, Elemental in a week or two and so i don't know if they were worried about competing with that um so i saw where way of the water what's the um it's coming Avatar. out yes yeah it's coming out on um disney plus is it disney plus or whatever it's streaming yeah. this weekend yeah okay starting to stream i've been seeing commercials and i wondered uh okay maybe let me let me say without i i, I think it's headed that way yeah i've seen it on one of them i think it's disney plus that it's this no it'd be is it streaming now rhino or will it be yes, this weekend? Yes, it started streaming two days ago. Okay, two days ago. Yeah. Um, well, Disney Plus and Max, which just about a month ago was HBO Max. 
So if you have nothing to do for several hours yeah, <laughs> at home, you can watch that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's definitely worth checking out. You know, you've already missed it on the big screen. That's so me. Sorry. So if you missed it, definitely check it out at home. But do find the biggest screen you can. Um, I'm looking forward to Astro City, Jeff and Oxford said. Asteroid oh, yeah. City. Yeah. That's uh, Wes Anderson. And it's one of his, you know, he's got that look about in style of movie making. Mm -hmm. And this one appears to be no different. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I saw that they're filming a a movie here in Jackson. And I'm going to lose who they had on the, I had had it saved. And I forgot. I saw it on the news. But it's just exciting to see that more and more big budget, or I guess big budget. The movers. The movers. But who's the gentleman? Who's the lead actor? Uh, Terrence Terrence Howard's probably the biggest. Yes. Yeah, Uh, it's like kind of a haunted house or something, or something kind of creepy going on. Although Christopher Lloyd did do some filming, but I think he's already finished his filming in Jackson. Got it. Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like Terrence. I'm skipping on like um, like his major movies, but I know I just remember I like him. <laughs> yeah, well, I had forgotten until I was reading about that movie that he was like the original War Machine. You know, and he decided to hold out for more money. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rhino. Oh, yeah. And got recast, so it backfired on him. Speaking of recasting, um, I did watch the Arnold 3 on Netflix. If you're halfway an Arnold fan or just interested in documentaries and people's lives, it's very interesting. And there's a little language, but there's it, it was it was fine to watch. But Rhino and I have been tickled with, in The Terminator, the first one, it was between him and O.J. Simpson. <gasps> really? To, to think that if The Terminator would have been O.J. Simpson. And I am just quoting what the documentary says, but they didn't choose O.J. because they didn't believe anybody would would take OJ as a killer. <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy? If Could they you had imagine? cast him, what would the world be like today? I don't think there would have been four of them. And Arnold probably <laughs> wouldn't have been governor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the gloves still wouldn't have fit. <laughs> all righty, Tanya, thank you for your time and all your movie reviews. But you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Worked all week, got it all done. Let's make the Tennessee River.
You can watch good things. We are on computer and available device. You can watch on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can also find us on YouTube. You can catch good things on Ceasefire TV if you got that. It's on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. And it's just going to simply tell you it's hot. So just head on over to Channel 70. You can also catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And Rhino, you and I have been talking about Arnold for a little while today just because I brought up the fact that I watched the Netflix series. So I'm not like, <laughs> I feel like I should be a PR team for Arnold. But he's just such a fascinating Arnold. Arnold. It's a fascinating story, regardless of where he came from, how he got to America, his sort of his transition within his careers from an athlete to an actor and then, you know, obviously a politician. Um, but we were talking about when he were going through the actor. This in, It's in three episodes for each one and actors in the middle second one. And they were starting to talk about the Terminator and they were showing it. And I was thinking, this doesn't look familiar and then I re- <laughs> and then I realized I don't think I've ever seen the first Terminator. So I came in because that was like what the nineties. I mean, we would have been no, no. The first Terminator was like early to mid eighties. Okay, so we would have been babies still. Yeah, like, it was it was way too early for us to be watching the Terminator when we were little. <clears throat> so when did the, when did two come out? The early nineties. Okay, so we would have been, but still, I don't I don't remember watching it when it first came out. But it's the first, it's the only one I remember watching, and I was yesterday years old to realize there's four of them no idea and i didn't even realize that there was four until you get to the politician part and you realize he was going to run for governor the year that he already had like the rights were sold to warner brothers for terminator four and he was already signed up for it whoever was going to have to sue him to sue right like he was going to have to get out it was going to be a big deal yeah. like and so he said forget it not my year it's nothing or whatever it may be because so, it's hard to make a terminator without him right and so anyway so that kept him from doing it at that particular moment but anyway you'd have to watch i mean i'm not trying to tell you his life but it was just so interesting to me because i was like well i didn't know that number one i know there's four of them and number two i didn't know i hadn't seen the first one and i'm like now I don't really want to go back and watch it. It looks like a very, you know, okay it movie. It didn't age all that well, but, I mean, it does make certain parts of the second one make more sense. Like, why they have that random robot arm and chip, and why Sarah Connor is so terrified to see Arnold Schwarzenegger walking down the hall of the jail and or the mental hospital. It it answers a lot of questions that you had if you... Because I'm in the same boat. I saw Terminator 2 long before I ever got to see The Terminator. Well, maybe I'll go back and skim through it. I don't know. Doubt it. it. It's the one that never comes on. And I can guarantee you where I saw Terminator 2 is where I saw all those type of movies. It was either TBS, TNN, on a holiday weekend or something like that on a Saturday that came on cable. Because it wasn't like I went. My parents didn't take me to go see that in the movie right. theater for sure. and Or I called it on, I guess, uh, Blockbuster Grab later on because somebody knew it was a classic like that's how i would have gotten introduced to stuff like that so my chances of seeing the first one are probably slim to none and i have no desire to see the three and the four if if you know if if they're not going to be good at yeah they're probably obviously i hadn't been told to be to see them then they're not going to be good but my last arnold 
I guess, plug of the day is on Netflix, too. It's the new FUBAR. It's really cute if you like sort of the mystery stuff and you liked his um, kindergarten cop. That's not how you sell an Arnold anything. <laughs> oh, it's really, really cute. cute. you got to see Arnold. He's really cute. He's really cute. He's got the kindergarten cop <laughs> vibes from uh, kindergarten cop where he's got kind of like that soft side he had with the kids because, you know, he ends up working with his daughter in the CIA, and so he has that kind of vibe with her. But he's also the tough guy, you know, or what, whatnot in the whole – you know, uh, family drama that comes with the whole thing. And then it's also a good storyline and funny, too. So I was I was pleasantly surprised. I turned it on to watch it just because I wanted to check it out to see how is this going to work out. And I was shocked that I was pleasantly surprised and enjoyed the first. It's an easy watch. It's a fun watch if you like those kind of CSI typey movies or whatever, just to give you a little little something to watch this over the weekend. Yeah, T2 is one of those, Terminator 2 is one of those weird movies where the the sequel is arguably better than the original, and that doesn't happen very often. So Terminator, Jim and Hernando, Terminator, October 26, 1984, I wouldn't even have been a year old yet. I would have turned a year in November of 84, so I wasn't really... And I wasn't around. Yeah. So uh, that's that's how old it was. One thing, if you are a fan of Terminator, he butted heads with uh, Jim Cam or James Cameron over the line "I'll be back," and that's really interesting. He and he. One thing I appreciated he when he was wrong, he'll say I was wrong. You were right. And so now, you know, all these years later, he told James several times, "Man, you were right about how it was written." But I think um, they, yeah, they went to. He wanted to change it. Yeah, to, he wanted it to be. I will be back because I it will. sounded more like a machine. Yeah, or I can come back or something like that. Um, whatever. And James Cameron basically said, "Are you the writer? No, shut up." Could you imagine if it would have been OJ? Still, go to bed thinking about that tonight. If the Especially if you consider OJ is probably most famous as far as acting for his work in the Naked Gun series, opposite Leslie Nielsen being the goofball. Lord help us all. All right, stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi. They are on location with Steve Azar and the Delta. But um, Rhino and I will meet you back here on Monday. But until then, take time for the good things. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.